Good morning. God bless you. Hey, sure love you. Thank God for you. Uh, welcome. It's podcast day. Podcast morning. I don't even know the date, but you know the date, I guess. It'd be uh, the 25th of October, and uh, we're having a great year. Uh, getting ready for 2023. Hey, stay tuned to some things that are going on around here. Uh, we're going to start um, taking prayer, written prayer requests or and or belief cards, what you're believing for in 2023. It's coming soon, it's coming quick. Uh, it, off the top of my head, I think we got about 10 weeks till the new year. Uh, also, we're going to have a, a, a mega, uh, you know, just preparing, preparation, uh, first week, first fruits of 2023, uh, God breakthrough offering here at New Way Church. That's really exciting uh, to set the tone for the entire year for day one in January. Amen. And then we got five for 365, which is going to consist of January 1st. That's a Sunday morning. And then Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night with uh, Eric Deaton, myself, my wife, Nikki Deaton. It's going to be a good kickoff to the year. Amen. Well, let me pray for you as we get into t- to today's <clears throat> uh, message, what the Lord has, has given me for you. Lord, thank you. I pray, Lord, we have open ears to hear. And I pray, Lord, this glooming, ungodly uh, cloud of a spirit that tries to weaken, paralyze, and rob life from believers would lift in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray today, Lord, for sound-mindedness, for clarity in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, uh, the power that we get by the Holy Spirit would be restored to us today in Jesus' mighty name. Dunamis power from on high. Uh, In Jesus' name, may it be reactivated on the inside of us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. I pray for a holy boldness. Uh, to rise up on the inside of us, wherever you're at now, whether it's in the gym, in a car, in a store, at your house, at your office, I pray a holy boldness come on you now, uh, a holy boldness from the throne room of God to rest on you this morning in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray that this uh, nonsense where a, a believer is is lukewarm and cold and all these different things would go from us now. And I pray for the mighty men and women of God to rise up in this uh, hour, this season, this day in which we live and combat these ungodly forces of evil. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Uh, we thank you for it, Lord. I thank you uh, for a great peace. What a weapon peace is. What a strength, what strength peace yields to us. So may peace now uh, rest on us this day, this week. Uh, may the thing with your marriage Uh, Just be settled today. May there be peace concerning your marriage. May this contention and and this little thing you argue about, uh, some of you have one thing, some of you have two. I hear one and two. Uh, May this one or two things you're constantly arguing with your spouse about, spouse, be settled today in Jesus' name. It's demonic. It's not just a life event. It's demonic It's demonic. May it be settled today in Jesus' name. We command that demon uh, to cease in his assignment, uh, to stop putting fuel on this fire, and we ask the Almighty to come in and blanket uh, those marriages today and settle this thing, and may now it be restored with peace in Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for today. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, your goodness to us. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, God bless you. Once again, sure love you. If you have your Bibles, uh, I'll probably make a lot of references this morning. I got a lot before me. But if you have your Bibles, you can turn to um, starting in Mark chapter 4. And I kind of want to talk about, I'll make reference of 2 Timothy 4, where you can stay on hold in Mark 4. But 2 Timothy, and I said this on Sunday, you know, a lot of people want to be prophets these days. I don't know, I don't, I really don't know. Um, Dylan's sitting here before me, so I'll, I'll talk to him. I hate talking to the, the camera. I know you're out there. But I, I don't understand, Dylan, why so many people, so many sound preachers uh, are now title hungry. I've never seen anything like it. Good preachers. And it's funny, but it seems like as they uh, self-convey a title on, on, on themselves incorrectly, uh, their preaching dwindles. The anointing begins to wane or lift, rather, would be a better um, example. You know, God, as the supreme king of all creation, reserves the right uh, to convey a title and an anointing on somebody. And the moment that you start to uh, self-proclaim a title, you try to play God. And that's reserved for God. Um, uh, I think I'm saying this name right. Old Testament name, Belteshazzar. Um, he was in his uh, castle tent home, wherever he lived, but he was a, a very wealthy king. Then he was drinking wine out of a gold goblet. And he got to the point, which was fine. I mean, God uh, turns down, you know, turns his brow towards uh, wine bibbers, or he talks about wine as a, a, a mocker. But uh, this king was drinking wine, and he got so drunk under the influence of, of the spirits, wine, demons, uh, substance, that he told his servant, go to the, the temple and get me God's cup. And he said, I'll drink from God's cup. Now, at that time, God's cup would have been the, the cup uh, of communion for the, reserved for the high priest. And this king drank out of God's cup and mocked it, mocked the offices, so on and so forth. That night, the river that fed that, that community dried up. They were attacked by uh, ungodly forces, and the king lost his life just because he stole from God or took what wasn't his. Now, you look at a lot of these modern-day uh, preachers who started off good. The king started off good. Belteshazzar started off good, rather. Uh, but when they take something that's out of their reach and they try to play God, uh, they bring a curse upon themselves. Um, I remember, you remember the, oh, what was it called? The, um, the Ark of the Covenant. And it, they, were, they were moving it from place to place and the Ark was getting ready to fall off. And a person that did not have the authority to touch the ark, put his hand on it, was destroyed immediately. And what I'm telling you this is the Bible says the day will come uh, where, where we will no longer endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, they will heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Uh, those are tall tales, we can say. Fables are tall tales 
or, or kind of like the truth but not the truth or man's synopsis of the truth and on and on it goes. But we have a little word that we need to learn today and the word is doctrine. And doctrine are within our doctrine is our protected, understood uh, belief values. And it's very important that we understand that because you have sound doctrine, which is our the truth of God's word, uh, conveyed correctly, uh, you know, studied correctly, uh, taught correctly, presented correctly, um, and then you have false doctrine. It seems like uh, the majority of the churches in America are are now under the demon of false doctrine, and and not only is that a problem, but now the good people that come in. Uh, expecting to receive truth because it's a church. Why would we think a church would be corrupt? Are now becoming uh, uh, taught or are being raised up under false doctrine. And this is a big problem. I wrote this down in preparation this morning. Um, They have replaced doctrine with carnal programs of man uh, that um, attract carnal man at a carnal level. They have replaced doctrine, true God doctrine. See, see the true God doctrine. Let's just let's pause here. I, I hope I'm already helping. I know I came on strong to you this morning, but we're living in a, a, a very uh, time that the world is demonically, appears to be demonically strong, and the body of Christ has got a, a weak, developed a weak palate for the things of God. Let's, let's just look at what Jesus said in Mark 16, talking about doctrine. Uh, Mark sixteen fifteen, and he said, "Go ye into all the world and preach Jesus." Once again, preach Jesus to every person you come in contact with. Uh, preach Jesus, I said. Now, now, don't preach the the things of the Bible like little things that are cute. Now, understand, what I'm saying yes, preach the Bible, but preach the fullness of the Bible. You, you can't preach about the Bible without the Bible. You can't preach an essence of the Word of God. You've got to preach Jesus to the world. And preaching Jesus isn't pretty uh, uh, to religious people, but it's beautiful to a lost person bound for hell uh, for eternity. But the preaching of Jesus is that he gave himself a perfect human being, uh, and, and he gave a, his life, a sinless life, for the sins of all humanity. Now, uh, another part of you preach Jesus, you have to preach he was filleted, stabbed, cut, whipped, skin ripped, and, and bled out, hanging on a cross, uh, not a pretty cross like we portray it, an old piece of wood stick put together uh, for a thief, and he was uh, gutted, uh, pierced to where the very life uh, flowed out of his side. And then he gave himself for us, the Bible said. No man take my life, but I give it. Uh, So that's the preaching of Jesus, the fullness. The other part when you preach Jesus, uh, can I tell you this? Um, You cannot preach Jesus and you cannot preach heaven lest you preach a hell. You cannot preach salvation. You cannot preach salvation uh, without a hell because there's no need for salvation lest there be a hell. So when you preach Jesus, you too must let people know if they're hell-bound that they are hell-bound. 
then then you probably should give them a little glimpse of hell. Uh, hell is referred to a lake of fire that burns forever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, in hell, you'll be so tormented and in so much pain, you'll, you'll be almost to the climax of death, which at, at the end of, uh, to, or to this climax rather, you'll be at the top of your pain level till you can take it no more. But in hell, you'll never die. So you'll live at that highest pain level. And the Bible says that all you'll be able to do is wail and grit and gnash your teeth in pain for comfort. That's the only comfort you get. And then somewhere along the line, the Bible says you get a worm. And I, I don't, the Bible doesn't talk too much about the worm, only in Revelation, Matthew, and Exodus. Or in Revel, or not Exodus, rather, uh, Ezekiel. And the Bible says that the worm, the way I read it, will begin to eat your dead skin, making room for new skin to be burnt. Uh, this is a very horrible place. And you don't get out of it because you're good. You don't get out of hell because you don't want to go there. You don't get out of hell because you went uh, to a church two or three times. The only uh, freedom you get from hell is the fullness of Jesus Christ. Bible said, preach Jesus Christ. 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Now, let me help you, modern day church people. You, you got a cute little heart, a lot of you. And you got cute little intentions. The problem is, is your heart is carnal and your intentions are carnal. Uh, you can't do carnal things in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll say that again because that's an extremely powerful quote. You cannot do carnal things, actions in the name of Jesus Christ because our God, our kingdom is not carnal. Uh, Paul made reference of a carnal believer and looked down on them and said, what's happening? I came to the church in Corinth uh, to preach to you as mature people but now I get here and find out that you're immature and so much that you're earthly and I can't even reach you at the level I came on. So now, Paul's saying, I have to come to your level earthly in order to feed you. What a shame. The word carnal uh, doesn't mean evil. It means earthly. Uh, when you get born again, you become heavenly. But if you stay earthly, you're a carnal Christian. Yes, the Bible says you're still a Christian, but you're carnal. And the point I'm trying to make is uh, this foolishness where we've changed the doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ, our word, and think that we can do a community service in place of doctrine. Or uh, we can give out gifts and raffles uh, to attract people in place of the true uh, attractor that Jesus Christ gave us. See, if we attract numbers by carnal means, uh, uh, we're not attracting them in the power, and we can't reach them with the power. Uh, but if we obey Jesus Christ, lest the Lord builds the house, they who build it labor in vain, or have to rely on their own ability, then when they get them, they can only help them in their own ability because God is not there. I'm preaching a little better in what you're saying. Uh, he also said to cast out devils. So if I replace the casting out of devils in my ignorance or in my hurt 
or or, or in my, I don't know, uh, I just wasn't brought up that way, so I'm not going to do that. And I think if, if this is how you believe, I think telling the truth about the fullness of Jesus Christ's sacrifice is cruel and disgusting. And if I think telling people that their skin's going to bubble and drip off of them in hell, and hell is forever, and they're going to gnash their teeth and get an evil worm that eats their skin, I, I think that's fearful and that'll scare people away. You are misled, my friend. That's the preaching of the truth that can fix the hearts of believers and non-believers. Without the truth, there'll be no conviction. Without the truth, you have to rely on a man to convey a story from a man's point of view, uh, and that is carnal. So are, are, are all these things nice that we do in the community? Uh, yes, but are they winning people to Jesus Christ? No. You cannot win someone to Jesus Christ without true Bible doctrine. You cannot win people to Jesus Christ without the telling of the story of Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm preaching pretty good today. Amen. The casting out of devils. Now, we can either hand someone a cup of water, which the Bible talks about handing a prophet a cup of water, giving a little child a cup of water to drink. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is it appears that the church has replaced the casting out of devils, the preaching of the truth, uh, the, the boldness of conveying true Bible doctrine with uh, day-to-day things. A cup of water handed to a person who is going to hell will not deliver them. A, 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 a phrase or sentence uh, uh, giving people the right uh, to sin, to live earthly, worldly, carnal, when you know the truth, but you don't want to offend anybody. So you just tell them, oh, don't worry about it. Things will get better. Uh, in your weakness and your lack of ability to tell the truth, uh, you are permitting them possibly to spend eternity in hell forever. Let's go further. Uh, they shall pray in new tongues, speak in new tongues. It's funny the people have the problem with true Bible doctrine are people who left Bible doctrine and now are people of worldly, earthy, demonic doctrine. But the people who are each, either neutral, meaning they can be one, or the people who know the truth, we don't have a problem with it. If you have a problem with the fullness of the Word of God, uh, you have a doctrine problem. Oh, very so. I was listening last night. I'll, I'll, I'll lighten this just for a moment. But there's a, a, sever, a severity to what I'm saying because we're living in severe times. Uh, I was listening last night. I came home. My son Jut was watching Dr. Norval Hayes, who was our family's grandpa, you know, papa, friend, uh, grandfather figure. Not really a father figure to me, but he was a dear friend. And by age, he could have been my grandfather, not only my children's. Uh, but he's listening to Dr. Norval Hayes, and he made such a beautiful statement last night, several in the YouTube video we were watching, but he said it's very simple, and he wouldn't say doctrine. He'd say doctrine, 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 doctrine. He said you got to obey true Bible doctrine, and he said it's very simple. Either you believe or you don't believe, and I don't know if you see my hands, but that's how he'd do it, and he said faith is a very simple thing. You either believe you're healed or you don't believe you're healed. You either got faith or you don't got faith. 
Uh, and that's the truth concerning God's word. But don't defend what you don't possess. If you don't got it, get it. And, and if things don't happen according to the scripture, uh, don't say you believed and it didn't happen. Uh, that can never happen. That's impossible uh, concerning the scripture because uh, God is not a man that he should lie. God's word is proven uh, and it's true, and it's for you, and it's for today, and it will yield exactly what it says it will yield. Uh, amen. So cast out devils, uh, pray in new tongues, and, and then it says a little uh, further, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall uh, recover. Now, uh, so many people have focused for some reason, they'll miss another point, funny point, for some reason. We focus more on the what if they don't get healed or why haven't they got healed. Well, if you were in true faith, that wouldn't be in your conscience. Uh, true people who believe the word of God operate in the word of God and make no room for the possibility of the word not working. Those who believe their God, the Bible said we'll do great exploits, but we come to a point in our life, I don't have time to wait around to see whether or not you receive what I release. Uh, so we just do exactly like Jesus did. Jesus, in, in the book of uh, Mark, we see uh, he came upon a tree that uh, should have fruit. It didn't have fruit, so he cursed it. And he didn't sit there and wait for the transformation from death to destruction to take place because the tree obviously didn't produce so it didn't have uh, life on it. But he left. The disciples were not in faith because they looked upon the tree and said it didn't do anything. The next day as they returned to the tree, the disciples were eager to see if anything had taken place, and Jesus had forgotten about it the moment he said, cursed at your roots. And the disciples say, oh, look, Master, uh, in shock. You said tree be destroyed. We didn't believe, but oh, look, Master, it worked. And that's the kind of faith a lot of believers, quote, unquote, you're still a believer, but probably carnal. Uh, that's how a lot of believers act today. Oh, look, they got healed. Oh, look, they prayed in tongues. Oh, look, they got delivered. Oh, oh look, you know, my aunt that, that came to church that I thought would be offended, she got saved. It really works. And Jesus uh, was saddened, it appears, by punctuation in the Scripture and said, uh, have faith in God. That's all he said simply. They said, Master, look, the tree that you had cursed at its roots has withered and died. And Jesus says, have faith in God. It's very simple, people. If you put faith in man's ways, in carnal ways, in earthly ways, there can be no supernatural return to it at all because the anointing of God is not on it. Uh, I, maybe I'll warn you today, if I hadn't already, um, in closing, the things of God are very precious and godly, and they're not to be dealt with with unclean hands or ungodly intentions. The things of God were set before us by God to pull us out of worldliness into godliness. We need to refocus and maybe even 
take an inventory of our life and the things around her in our life and make provisions for God. Well, I didn't get too much Bible to you. Um, you can go study later. The importance of, of true Bible doctrine, Mark eleven twenty three, uh, James in chapter uh, 3. You can read James chapter 2, talk about the power of words. You can talk, uh, look in Romans 4, 16, 17, 18, and 19, the power of words once again. Uh, you can go where I had you open up to Mark chapter 4, the sower sows the word. You can see the power of words. You can go in Deuteronomy where the, God said, I would set before you life and death. I would that you choose life, life words. Uh, the, the, those, when you hear words, yes, we profess word with confession, but it's really boils down to sound doctrine. When I believe sound doctrine and speak words of, of the, the Bible, that's speaking sound doctrine or receiving sound doctrine. Hope I helped you today. We're living in evil times. That doesn't mean we have to be evil. We're living in confused times. It doesn't mean we have to be confused. Uh, we're living in times that people are falling away from God. That doesn't mean you have to fall away from God. We're living in times where there's a lot of carnal believers, but that doesn't mean you have to be a carnal believer or does it give you the excuse to be a carnal believer. It's time to come up to the right level of faith, the God level of faith. I hope this helped you. I sure love you. And until next time, please follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Go to our website, newwaychurchfl.com. Until then. <laughs>